Cracking Copy is a marketing and copywriting podcast where we lift the lid on writing for business and read between the lines of effective copy. This is a podcast for creative entrepreneurs and savvy business owners like you who understand the value that great copy can bring to their bottom line. We dive into a different aspect of writing for business in each episode, debunk the myths about how we should write and explore the ways that writing can be fun, conversational and creative, while also being high impact for serious results. So listen, laugh and learn with us, Ella Hoyos and Minnie McBride, as we share our words and wisdom in each snack-sized episode. Expect some light bulb moments, interesting guests and practical takeaways as we crack the copy code together. So with all the talk about ChatGPT, we wanted to do our own research into the AI tools that are available to writers. So not just ChatGPT, but, the, you know, those other ones that are also available to us. So we thought we'd share our findings and thoughts with you on today's podcast. Yeah, because with all the buzz, you'd have to live under a rock not to have heard about ChatGPT. And we know it's about artificial intelligence. We'd be mad not to cover it. And to be honest, it is a topic that we're excited about. And it is. The biggest thing to revolutionise the writing industry, I think, and since the printing press, a quick Google search told me that that was in 1436. So this revolution has been a long time coming since then. Well, I suppose you could say the advent of the of the computer as well would have made it easier because then there were typewriters, weren't there? And then there were, yeah. but anyway. Throw out your quills. Throw out your quills. So, yeah, so the questions that we have about AI include... Will AI replace us? Is it a friend or foe? And are copywriters like us um, a goner? And so we also want to look at what impact we think it will have on copywriters, marketers, authors, and in fact, anyone who writes anything. And we also thought we'd do a little divert into the best practice for leveraging AI tools to make us better, more efficient writers. So yeah. that's sort of what we'll whistle stop coverage today. I like your, uh, you created a new word there, Minnie, divet. Divet, oh yes. Um, so we have both listened to a lot of podcasts and workshops over the last few weeks, months. And we've read numerous articles about chat GPT, mainly because it seems to be the one that's um, getting the most coverage, but also generally other AI tools. And there are hundreds of tools out there already. You may find that you are already using them, even if you didn't realise it. So while... AI is revolutionising the way we write. It isn't just for word workers either. So ChatGPT and AI is disrupting loads of industries from customer service, music, sport, healthcare, you name it. It's making its waves across many sectors. And if you are already using AI writers, then you can consider yourself an early adopter. Already, though, ChatGPT is becoming mainstream. Um, In the first two months of its launch, which was November last year, it reached 100 million active users that's phenomenal growth and that's way faster than facebook or even tiktok so it's an incredibly popular tool which is growing at speed i've been using ai writers probably for about 12 months now i bought an ai writing tool last year called niches from appsumo which is like a sales place a marketplace for apps and things and i've got another seo tool called writer zen editing apps like grammarly and hemingway i've been using and and i would regularly use them because you know they save me time and they're a good way for me to check my work but it doesn't necessarily replace the job of a pre- of proofreader but it's it's kind of speeding up the process 
I'm still testing them. I'm still experimenting. It's it's all new to me. I don't know if they're going to be better or 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 not, but they've certainly assist us in um, basic tasks and research. So yeah, so I was saying it doesn't really replace the job of prefect. Was why doesn't it? Because it doesn't. It's quite purist. It doesn't necessarily get the nuance and you know languages, especially written English. It, we do break rules for effect, and I think sometimes AI can be too purist. You know, for example. You know, if you're putting it through a grammar check, it doesn't like a fran- oh no, fragmented sentence. But, you know, we can use those really well to be powerful. So. So, yeah, I think as a tool, it's a brilliant time saving aid. And if we look at all of the newest AI with that attitude as a helping hand and um, as an extremely useful colleague, rather than just dismiss it as the enemy, <laughs> say, wow, it's going mm-hmm. to, you know, I'm going to fight it, I'm going to fight it. Mm-hmm. Um, we think AI is a force for good, don't we? So. You know, it would be easy to dismiss it. We could ignore it. We could crack on with blinkers on. We could put fingers in our ears and go la 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 and, and hope it'll go away. But there's no getting away from the fact that it isn't going anywhere. AI will be woven into everything. And then the value becomes in how it's used, you know, how you use it for maximum benefit. Yeah. I have to say I'm approaching it with the excitement rather than trepidation. You know, I don't, I don't think, and we will come on to this as well, but I don't think it's going to replace us as humans. We need human contact human words um so i'm viewing it as an opportunity definitely more than a threat let's have a little look at what is chat gpt and, and how it does how it works so it's cutting edge technology that's powered by artificial intelligence and machine learning it's called a neural network because it's modeled on how the human brain functions and it was developed by a research organization called OpenAI. they own chat gpt And this is founded by a bunch of kind of famous people in tech, including people like Elon Musk, um, Sam Altman, and there's more. And its original mission was to ensure that AI was developed in a way that was beneficial to humanity um, and in a way that didn't cause harm. And this was a reaction to Google, who have built sort of foundational technology that ChatGPT is built on, um, and they bought a huge AI company as well. So this was kind of reaction to that. It is free and it's available now. It's a conversational model that can answer questions, generate text and complete various tasks such as translation um, and summarization. And it can do it with really incredible accuracy and speed. It's a type of language model known as a transformer. And this has been trained on a massive amount of text data. This is known as the corpus. And it's, it's used to predict the next word in a sentence given the words that came before it. So unlike traditional search engines, it can handle long sequences of text data, such as entire articles or books. And so you can feed it detailed briefs and detailed explanations when you ask it to do a task. And the goal of ChatGPT is to understand patterns and relationships between the words in a language so that it can generate coherent and grammatically correct sentences. It's trained on a deep learning architecture called the Transformer Network, And this network is trained on a massive amount of data coming from a diverse range of sources, books, podcasts, articles, social media, and libraries like the Guggenheim Library. It knows the equivalent, it's aggregated a massive amount of data, the equivalent of 3 million books, and it bases its answers off that. And it can also be fine-tuned. So its neural networking capacity helps it to sort of improve its thinking over time so clever and it is so quick I thought that for me was the the biggest shock how quick yeah 
input it and you ask it a question, it can answer the question almost sometimes faster than I can read it. You know, it's amazing. <laughs> it is absolutely amazing. So in terms of writing, sort of AI for writing, you know, there are quite a few out there already for creating content. So there is obviously Chat GPT that does it. There's Jasper AI, Write Sonic, Copysmith, Writer, AI Writer, Copy AI, Closest Copy, <laughs> Write Cream, Google's, Google's Bard as well. Um, I Yeah, it's likely that the fight is on with big players like, you know, Microsoft invested... I've put 11 million. Is it 11 million? 10 million in chat? Yeah, I think initially it was, they gave it a, uh, one billion, it's billion, not million, by the way. Billion, sorry, billion. Initially it was one billion to get something up and running. And then once they saw the power of it and the way it was going, they've invested a further 10 billion pounds into it. It's just, it's madness. And so they, and, and they've already integrated it into Bing, their search engine. So I think the question will be, you know, will Google surpass it with, with Bard? And so I'm saying it's rather like the, Betamax versus VHS all over again. Yeah, um, maybe it I'm is. Showing my age. <laughs> Given that, that Google um, developed the early sort of foundational stuff and now that's been taken on by this open AI group, I think Google is definitely working on their version. And obviously, there's going to be, you know, it's the Coke and Pepsi wars are coming back, I guess. But it is. It's in, yeah, interesting times. So, um, interestingly, I think AI reduces the barrier of entry. So rather than, you know, take up jobs, it's going to, I think will create more writers and what will separate the mediocre content and copy from the expert and most successful will be how it's leverage it well how you leverage it for the most benefit and so for example you know digital cameras didn't replace professional photographers those who learn how to use their digital cameras inside and out with expert results are those photographers who flourished you know did they spell the end of brand photographers portrait photographers and wedding photographers no they didn't yeah. Uh, you know yes we can all use a digital camera but they're still you know you still got to be able to use it properly they're not easy peasies I mean yeah. I've got a digital yeah. you know and it's not it's not easy I mean okay the, the iPhone is but it's not a professional quality <clears throat> so to be you, you know you've got to be able to use it properly yeah you've got to have the skills and um me bring it back down to base but a lewd example you know the vibrator another great example <laughs> another great invention it's revolutionized orgasms but has it replaced our need for men or human contact? Well, no, it hasn't. Uh, machines can only assist to a point, you know, but intrinsically, we want the human touch. Um, and the same goes for our, our work and our writing. Yes. So will it chase copywriters like Ella and I out of a job? We don't, no, we don't think so. But we do think it'll be those who see it as an enhancement and a tool and become experts in leveraging it for maximum effect who will benefit the most. So the job of an AI writer, what is that? So if you look at its main job, essentially it's to automate the lowest leverage leverage tasks. So if you, um, I really like this analogy. It was on a on a, on a AI workshop that I was watching. They said to view it like a digital intern and you're its boss. I quite like that um, mm. analogy. So your intern needs training. And so its output will only be as good as the training that you provide it so you're responsible for its training you need to create parameters nurture it and pry and provide top-notch training so if we look at ai rather as how we can you know how it can enhance me rather than how it will replace me there's the value and bad use of ai will give you you know a poor output yeah or generic a generic output that that sounds yes. the same as everything else 
Yeah. So the value is not on the actual doing, but more on the thinking. So, you know, will we become copy thinkers? Uh, I like is... that term, copy thinkers. Yeah, it's quite it's quite interesting, isn't it? So, it, and also I think we need to, you know, not you know shy away from the fact that there's more to copywriting than just the writing of the words. You know, if you break down all of the elements in putting together you know, say a plan of assets for a product or service launch. It isn't about just about the physical act of writing. What actually is going into it is detailed and it's time consuming. You've got customer research, you've got surveys, face-to-face interviews, detailed product research, psychology, key, you know, keyword research, nailing brown boys, et cetera, et cetera. So if you can train an AI chatbot to help with any of these tasks, then that has to be a benefit. Apart from anything else, time, cons- you know, saving time, but you need to know how to train your 24-7 intern for the best outcomes. And, you know, AI output is a reflection on your training. And I would use the example of my dog, Bella, who's not very obedient. And she is a reflection of my my poor training. She still jumps up and she's nearly seven. So, um, you know, I hope to I hope to do better with AI. I hope to do better with AI. Yeah, I'm sure you will. You're right, though. Strategy underpins a lot of what we do as copywriters. It's that strategic work. Um, but um, some of that research that already exists, like part of the research I do, data mining, I'm looking at contents and things that I find on the Internet to, to get that uh, those inputs into my copy. So AI will definitely, ChatGPT can definitely assist with finding um, that sort of stuff quicker for us. So how best to train artificial intelligence for us well with chat gpt i really think essentially we're all beta testers at the moment um this is a new product it's free to us free to use and um and with every input and output um input that we give it and output that we get we are feeding this neural network we are helping it to become better at what it does um i think that's why it's been launched for free um so far to allow allow it to improve on itself and it's got a thumbs up and thumbs down feature so that you can help it assess the quality of its inputs. And it's learning every time we do it, it's getting better and better and more accurate in its responses. Yeah. yeah so, in yes. So essentially, we're helping them to train their bot even better, aren't we? So, so in terms of what we can do personally, how can we be successful well one of the ways is to leverage frameworks and i think one of the things that you perhaps don't realize or we don't realize is that we are creating frameworks all the time so the the key with to this is to recognize them and use them so you're reverse engineering your thinking here so you know how did i do what i last did you know what was my process and then you break it down into steps and then you can use these uh, these frameworks that you create to get the most from the ai that you're using so you're talking about um, writing frameworks here. Yes. Well, yes, I am. I, and I think so. For example, when you're doing a piece of writing, you, you, you there's 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 a there's a step process that you, that you take. And so it's understanding what that process is and then feeding that process as an instruction to your chatbot, I guess. So looking at your piece of content and thinking, how, how did I structure this? Yes. Okay, first I've got the intro and then I've got this and then I asked that question and I needed to answer this because this was the goal of what I'm trying to, yeah. you know, the writer to get from it. Yes. And then I want to bullet point this and, and how am I, you know, how am I going to research that? And then so it's each process, you kind of reverse engineering and turning that into a 
a framework a prompt yeah and then and then you can turn that into a series of prompts so it's quite so there's actually more to it than well we'll, I'll come to that in a second actually because we also need to um give constraints so it won't generate the best ideas without constraints because it can't read your mind and the more constraints that you're giving the more specificity that you are requiring so and that's the absolute key to be as specific as possible so for example uh I wrote an article recently on skincare so mm-hmm. for example you could I could just say please give me I don't know 10 skincare tips but this is going to give you a very generic answer but if you were asking it for skincare tips for women in their 50s with sensitive skin looking for the cheapest and most effective solutions to treat dry skin in winter you're going to get a much more precise and useful result Mm-hmm. And, you know, so the more specific you are, the better outcome that you're making, you know, output you're going to get. Yeah. And remember that you can feed and seed ChatGPT with what you want it to tell you. So the more the more detailed the brief, um, the better you can ask, you know, the more detailed the brief, um, the better the output you're going to get. And from those outputs, you can then take each one in turn and, and ask it for more clarity on each output and you can ask it to be you know answer this question in a way that's vivid specific unique um uncommon uh, to to really act, you know you're really telling it exactly what you want it to give you back yeah i mean you could you'd say that you want it to be done in a, in a really professional way or in this style of yeah or in five points or you know give me yeah, five in points the style of shakespeare yeah yeah (laughs) but it's not it's not just that sort of thing you can also what's really good you could get it just to do you an outline so to save you time you could you know I I was I've I've got a whole well a few list of of ideas that it would do for you without it would outline a um let's say a blog post for you or it might do a first draft you can also ask it to format you can give it a whole bunch of text so let's say that you've just written in your notes a whole load of block text you can then ask your chatbot to format it in a way that you want it to be formatted uh you could get it to re- rewrite things in a certain way or to put to turn something into bullet points you can use it for research it's also i think would be really good for writer's block and ideas just to come up you know like just to come up with some ideas yeah. for you oh yeah you know i think almost for me at the moment that is the most valuable part of it and I used to be a newspaper editor so I was used to working from press releases um, articles that reporters had written um, and then editing them for the newspaper Um, so for me to work from a blank page is really difficult so I love the fact that it can do that shitty first draft or that you know it can do that for you and therefore eliminate writer's block because you have got a starting point and then it's just a question of of editing what you've got and refining it to make it work for you optimizing that content Exactly. And so and you can use it for curation um, to curate um, a whole list of things that so ideas you could then say, well, you know, can you list them, you know, list them and then you can file them away and then you've got those ideas for later. You can use it. You can actually use them as a thesaurus and a dictionary. <clears throat> oh, I still love word hippo, but yes, you can. <laughs> use it. Oh, I, I use one called power thesaurus, which I love. I do like it, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, and you also, yeah. So, so, you know, to expand your own thinking, which I suppose 
is you know also ideas or writer's block but also you could put it you could ask it you know so you could a few ideas and then ask it to expand that which would be great actually it'd be really interesting from a creative writing perspective I think as well I, might, I haven't actually tried it yet but you know to come up with some plot ideas would be quite interesting yeah yeah I there's more test there's so much more testing that we can do and that's the thing isn't it I think we just need to get in there and have a play around and to see what it's capable of I know that it's there are things that it's not very good at um so far like humor I don't think it's very good at my humor I don't think it's very good at maths <laughs> maths related questions um but isn't it know, apparently not yes yeah it's not very good on specific things because I did I wanted to use it for some research on a website that I was writing last week and it it was it was not able to help me but I think quite a lot of the information isn't as up to date as it could be no in fact I think and I, this is not I can't verify this but I think it only um dishes up stuff up to 2020 and yeah I'd read that libraries too. aren't aren't completely up to date to written real time so so in a way, it's only as good as the uh, as as the information that it can access. So yeah. it was able to and unable to help me. Not that it mattered. I just thought I would try. I was mm -hmm. playing around and thought I would try, but it wasn't very good on the product specific stuff. So I think a bit of a conclusion here. I think we see it as a opportunity, definitely, don't we? Rather than the enemy. Oh yeah. Um, and we would advise trying out the various options um, and see which ones you like working with to help you you know achieve your goals but most of these uh tools come at a cost although you know chat gpt is free at the moment you know there is a there is a sort of premium level that you can already buy and i wonder whether you know that will that will change but i mean for example jasper which um that has a really good free i think you get i think something like ten thousand words free but then it starts at 49 dollars a month and that's actually you know if you're a small business i think that's quite a lot of money mm -hmm. really um, so they do come at a price and I think it's good if you can try them for free first and see what you like um, I think it won't be the golden blog writer that replaces the human um, if you don't have the skills of a writer to leverage it with skilled copy thinking is what I yeah think. yeah yeah and editing editing um, and it, yeah definitely you know I think now that having having a distinct clear marketing message is now non-negotiable because chat GTPT, chat, I can't say it, chat GPT and these AI writers, they have changed the game. Um, and with this sort of incoming content explosion, it's it's a case of either stand out or be drowned out. So how do we stand out as, as writers and content creators? Well, by leaning into makes us what's uniquely human and different, you know, with everything that, that I write, I'm now asking myself, you know, does this have my unique fingerprint on it? Does it sound like me? And if your writing does sound too generic, you, then you're just adding to the noise. Um, and we need to rethink because generic copy will not do anything for you. Um, our human minds are going to have to become even more adept at filtering out noise and reducing the content overwhelm as this thing explodes and more people put their stuff out there in the world. Yeah. So do these things, you know, get very clear on your unique messaging. Um, and find ways to keep reinforcing your unique messaging so you can be remembered for it. Uh, make sure you add the human element. And uh, one easy way we can do this is by telling more of our own stories. Yeah. Uh, because our stories are unique to us. Nobody can can have our same lived experience, whatnot. Um, 
and create more intellectual property for ourselves as well, you know, to really to brand ourselves and have our own unique processes that we've given our stamp to. So as is our nature, the need for human connection is never going to go away. And robots can be used to assist us and AI bots can assist us, but they should never replace us. Yeah. And, you know, this is not just about chat GPT. It's not just about writing tools. And as you were saying earlier, it's it's affecting all industries. Uh, and they are allowing us, I think, perhaps to work smarter and, and not harder. I think we look at it like that. I think we're all going to win. So design tools, CV writers. I mean, there is one that will write your CV. I mean, mm -hmm. amazing. Photo tools. And I also found this amazing tool called Runway ML. And it allows you to create your own video or movie just by writing down an idea. You oh. literally just write an idea and then it turns it into a, yeah, it turns your imagination into reality. So, yeah, will that be the next generation of content creation? It's fascinating. Well, yeah, I think it might. So no doubt we're going to be talking more about AI as the technology evolves um, and it becomes more integrated into our everyday work and everything we do. So keep listening. You have been listening to the Cracking Copy podcast with Ella Hoyos and Minnie McBride. Don't miss out on future episodes by making sure you hit subscribe down below to keep up with all our podcasts. And more details and resources are in our show notes. So we'll see you next time. Bye.